Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful George Kinder. George, are you ready to do this? I'm ready, George. Let's go. Excellent. Let's do this. George is internationally recognized as the father of the life planning movement, having trained thousands of financial professionals over a 30-year period. Prior to that, he was a practicing tax and financial advisor for 30 years. His most recent book, A Golden Civilization and the Map of Mindfulness, is available now. I'm excited to have you on. George, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, um, I, I mean, I'm uh, my, my personal life. I'm married with uh, a couple of wonderful uh, teenage daughters, uh, beginning to present some of the challenges of, <laughs> of, uh, of being teenagers and all to us. But uh, one of my passions has been education and freedom. So I've been uh, engaged with the, the kids at every level all along, which has just been fabulous. My uh, uh, my passion throughout my life has been freedom and uh uh, so I think of myself often as an artist or as a spiritual person as much as I think of myself as a financial advisor or a trainer of financial advisors. And the, uh, the, the, uh, the passion that I have for freedom means that in the financial world, I've been most interested in how it is that our skills, we can adapt and use them in a way that, uh, that delivers freedom that identifies what freedom means to a client and delivers it. And so I've designed uh, systems of conversations that uh, that deepen and strengthen relationship, that gives a, a flavor of authenticity and trust to relationships that usually are, are void of both of those things, and then really goes at what the client's dream of freedom is and delivers them into it. But I, I should say that uh, in relation, because you mentioned my book, that I, in, in my passion, my own personal passion for freedom, I, and I think this is true for many people, that we, at first you think that freedom has to do with this world of time and space and all the things we can uh, do and purchase and experiences we can have. But at some point you realize that freedom is also very much an interior uh, piece of work. Sure. And so I'm, I'm as interested in how do, that's why the map of mindfulness is the subtitle of the book, how do we... Uh, deliver the greatest amount of freedom into the world. That's my real passion uh, in every possible way. And so my latest book is really a lot about democracy and about uh, our systems of economics and finance and how do we maximize the amount of freedom that is experienced uh, by human beings in the world in every moment uh, of our of our existence. Well, I, 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 I love it. And I'm a big proponent of really understanding and appreciating what your core values or key drivers are. And when when did you really grab a hold of freedom as 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 one of your big ones? I, I think I think when I was three years old. Okay. Um, <laughs> nice. I, mean, I, I I that was my best year. <laughs> And it was a, and it was it was an extraordinary year. I remember all these things of just suddenly being aware and and feeling like I could fly and feeling like you know just running through fields and and, uh, and I realized levels of freedom that I, I look back at in my teens and twenties go wow that was a great year. Nice. But then 
but then after that, I think the, uh, you know, we all end up feeling constrained by the world of money, uh, by, by, or by the material world or whatever in one way or another. Aging does it to us as well. So it's been a constant theme. And er, early on, I think it was a, a passion as I came to having to earn a living and no longer being supported by my parents and, uh, and not being able to do naturally what I most was passionate about, which was just to simply live in freedom. Sure. So, so how do I deliver it? Uh, so it became a passion and I, I was working with clients in a tax practice then, and I would be viewing their lives and trying to figure out how to help them, uh, live in freedom as well. Got it. I, I, I love it. I appreciate that. I'll have to go back into my psyche and, 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 and see what memories I can pull from my, uh, my year, year number three, <laughs> my, um, well, certainly you've you've had this 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 very robust career of not only helping thousands of 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 individuals, but also training. Um, and I was reading that the events of two thousand and eight and the 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 banking crisis and everything was I, I I don't want to put words in your mouth, but maybe an inflection point for you putting pen to paper on this new book. Can you talk a little bit about that? George, that was deeply disturbing to me. I, I mean, I, uh, deeply disturbing. I don't, I don't know if I can uh, express it well enough. Uh, to, uh, just how offended, uh, how, how, I, how personally I took it. And you'll see at the back of the Golden Civilization book that I just wrote, uh, 30 pages, I think, of one uh, financial crime after another done by all of our major financial institutions. And I, the reason that I think I took it so personally is that I've been working in the industry and training advisors for decades right. and, and really trying to bring this message of let's deliver freedom. And, and my motto for many of the registered life planners that came through my programs was model integrity, deliver freedom. And here suddenly this massive uh, collapse of integrity and hugely driven by the big product-oriented companies that are still in existence right. and uh, and and still promoting a, a lot of the stuff that they promoted then. So I uh, I felt um, uh, that somehow I, I took it very personally, and I thought I I must have done something wrong. I, I I must have. I mean, all these years I've been working to try to bring authenticity and integrity and a fiduciary nature to our industry, what have I done wrong? And how could this possibly happen? So that's when I really started to write this last book, which expanded my teaching of freedom from, it had been mainly personal, to realizing that if we don't have both an economic system and a political system that is aimed at maximizing freedom uh, for people in people's lives, uh, rather than accumulating whatever it is that those larger institutions want for their own purposes, that we're, um, our, our freedom as human beings is at stake. And the life planning that we deliver is also at stake. Uh, because if we don't have structures that support uh, our delivering freedom to our clients in politics and economics, um, it could all be, the rug could be pulled out from under us very, very easily. Got it. Well, I, I appreciate that. And 
on, on, on behalf of everyone, George, it certainly wasn't your fault. <laughs> I, 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 I always appreciate personal responsibility, and I, I can certainly put myself in your situation and, and look at everything that happened and say, okay, you know, I, I know I've had a huge impact, but more work yet to be done. So right. so sketch it or lay lay out the case or for, for, for maybe what what broken things need to be replaced and what what needs to replace them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the book, I mean, I, I, I'm thrilled with the book. <laughs> Some people ask me yeah. my favorite book and right now it's my favorite book, nice. um, but I'm thrilled with the book because I challenged myself as I did this work to think way outside the box and to think what, what is it that we would, that are an ideal civilization would deliver. It's why we call it a golden civilization. What, what I, I, I challenge the reader to imagine that you're just there and what's it like? And one of the things that I realized, you know, having this grounding in, uh, I minored in economics uh, in, in college. And uh, so I, I thought uh, deeply for years about economics and used to read whenever a new Nobel Prize winner would come along, I'd go and I'd research what it was that they nice. won the prize for because it was so fascinating to me. And what I, one of the things, so I've come up with a number of things that are really quite different from what we've got. A lot of it goes back to Adam Smith and the original foundations of economic thinking coming out of the industrial revolution. And um, it's a couple of things just right there at the basic foundation that I think need to be tweaked. And I think Adam Smith would probably agree. If you really read him, he would be horrified by what we call free markets, which are largely dominated by large corporations. That's not a free market at all. Right. And he would also be horrified by the uh, the accumulation of self-interest into hierarchies of power. That's not what he meant by self-interest at all either. So, um, so I feel in good company. But here's the tweaks that I would make just a couple of very small ones that'll give you an idea. One is that the model that we have is based on self-interest. And self-interest is fabulous at a local level. It doesn't work when there's a big corporation and their self-interest versus ours. There's no market, there's no freedom, there's no uh, relationship there, we're dominated. So my, my, and my notion is that really, what if, if we're gonna have a sustainable economic and political system, it should be a system that automatically, just organically delivers wisdom to the top of the hierarchies of power that we create. And not only to the top, but permeating all the way through hierarchies of power. And I'm talking not only about governments, but I'm talking about oil companies and Amazon and Apple and you know all the companies that are out there. Why don't we have anywhere, really, uh, uh, hierarchies of power that have delivered wisdom at the top and then permeated all the way down. So one of the notions is that self-interest, it needs to be tweaked and we need something that includes self-interest. But I think that, again, coming out of life planning, you can see this. I think that self-knowledge would be a much better uh, a, you know, promoter of economic activity. And if that's built into uh, the laws that set up our corporations and all of this kind of stuff, it'd be a simple tweak, but uh, but earth shattering at first as we adopted it. Sure. And the other, the other one that's kind of uh, is is way. Out, I mean, there's a bunch that are way out there, but these are these are two that you don't see in the comp, in the current debates and you know on Facebook and all this. So the, the other one that's it's pretty far out there that's I think very interesting is that we focus our economics on moments of transaction. So all of our thinking as we think about our own firms, uh, 
and we think about the profits that we need to make and it comes down to those transactions that we make and the use of our time and, and wh- how we get paid for that, those transactions and all of that. So that's our focus. And I think that the focus ought to be much more direct to what it is that we each of us want and much closer to our authenticity rather than to a a manipulation of of, uh, time and space with money and products and all the rest. I think the focus should be primarily in economics should be on moments of freedom. How do we maximize moments of freedom all across civilization? rather than maximizing the the dollars and the profits and all of this how do we actually maximize moments of freedom and and there are now studies uh, some of them are coming out of the happiness uh, work in, uh, that's been done but there are studies that are actually looking at moments of freedom what are they and uh, uh, and so it becomes something that we actually could have our primary focus on i think it should be our focus in democracy as well as economics uh, i i i think that that sounds Sounds wonderful. How do you reconcile short and long term? I don't know if that's the right question. Yeah, that's a good question. I, uh, very, very good question. I, I think that we're we're wasting our time um, because the uh, uh, in in life planning, one of the cool things is you deliver you you get this absolutely magnificent vision for the client that you're working with. That's their vision, and you just have helped populate it with your enthusiasm and interest and optimism. Sure. Uh, and and so at the end of the second meeting, which is called the vision meeting in our in our model in uh, in life planning, um, we deliver this vision that the client goes, wow, wow, let's do it. And uh, and it's things that they've always thought they couldn't possibly do. And we, we make it happen. And usually the time frame that for that vision we set is somewhere between a month from now and three years from now. Probably the most common one is like a year and a half. So we make it. We make it tantalizingly short, and that drives the client to uh, a frenzy of anxiety, but also a frenzy of excitement. <laughs> and that's what you want. That's it's that because there's huge energy in the mix of those two things. So I think that we need that with civilization right now. I think we're wasting our time. I think there's been way too much compromising over the last 30 years. We need to have a vision that we understand is what we want. And then we need to come together and say, let's deliver it now. Let's deliver it in this generation. Let's make it happen. So there may be short-term tactical things that need to happen, but what my purpose is right now, what I'm passionate about, I'm going around the world and I'm leading what are called golden civilization conversations, and I'm stimulating groups to continue those conversations themselves. And with the notion that, each one of them wants to deliver something, whether it's fighting homelessness in their particular environment. One of the groups that I've started is uh, is now uh, in London, and they're designing a manual for wisdom training from age six to 96. We have another group that is uh, working on uh, corruption in politics, another group just working on the general frame for education. So, But they're active. Another group is working on acts of kindness just delivering acts of kindness into the world. So we need this kind of activity instead of sitting around our dining room tables when we have when we have friends over or whatever and just complaining about, did you see what they did or what he did and complaining about it and losing our vigor, the conversations we have are inspiring and people leave them excited and hopeful. So that's, that's yeah, that's where I am. Well, amen, George. I think that that is awesome. Um, and 
I, I completely agree. I do think that, that right now we are wasting an immense amount of time and are sort of being lulled to sleep by sleight of hand by our politicians telling us that we should be focusing on things that I don't think are, while certainly important, not the most important issues that we maybe should be focused on. And it does need to be a combination of intrinsic, extrinsic, and then your local family community, but then also making sure that, that, that you're doing your best to extend your reach to also influence the system that, 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 that we're living in as well. So Absolutely. You know, the, one, of the, one of the heartwarming things, George, about this, we've delivered this now. I, I've delivered, I mean, we're, we're near, I think, 100 conversations uh, that That's have great. occurred over the last couple of months. And um, uh, and they've occurred on five continents and nice. new, numerous countries, and the and and in various parts, obviously of America, various different parts of America. And one of the wonderful things is that the vision that people have, we put it in a circle often, and the vision that people have is the same, whether they're on one side of the uh, political arena or the other. And the, the vision has kindness at, at its center. It has. Um, collaboration. It has vitality. It has creativity. It has generosity of spirit. It has concern for the earth. Um, uh, it has great communication. These are what everybody wants. And this is one of the things that's heartwarming about this process is that if we can gather a vision that's truly inspiring for everybody and bring people together, um, it, why not create the golden civilization now? Make it happen. Why not? exactly right and I, I, I'm, I'm I'm certainly inspired by by what you've been sharing and obviously I'm, I'm looking forward to learning more about the work that you've been doing and are continuing to do and I think that you're a hundred percent right and I also see in spite of what popular media or mass media is telling us lots of movements that are more value driven that that are more responsibility driven are, are popping up and I think gaining a lot of steam and I think that that's also inspiring and it's in line with what you're talking about how wherever you are whatever part of the world whatever part of the country people have the same wants and 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 concerns so I think that that's it's hope for the future that's it that's it <laughs> well George Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip what do you have for them sir oh my well I, I <laughs> would uh, I, I think um, be looking at freedom in your own life. What is it and how are you holding yourself back? And uh, there, there are lots of life planning tools you can find out from various websites that I've been engaged with. But look at your internal freedom, look at your external freedom, and look at the freedoms uh, of uh, all the people, the entire community uh, around you. We should be maximizing freedom everywhere. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on, come on. All right. George. <laughs> George, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Great. Savage Nation learn more about you? Where can they get a copy of the book? Yeah, I mean, Amazon for the book, probably, but uh, uh, a couple of websites. Um, there would be uh, kinderinstitute.com, and then that's that's for the life planning movement. And then the, uh, the main one for Golden Civilization is A, you have to start with an A, A, goldencivilization.com and it talks about these conversations that are happening now all over the world excellent well savage nation if you've enjoyed this as much as i have show george your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas get a copy of the book at amazon check out kinder institute for 
um, information about the life plan that George was talking about and go to a goldencivilization.com and engage in these conversations that are, are, are starting and will surely continue into the future. Thank you again, George. Wonderful, George. It's been inspiring talking with you. Thank you so much. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on.